0: You are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 24. (laughs) Then fuck you, then we got that. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that I being, being sincere. You yeah, are
0: pretty. That was great last time. No, <laughs> what the fuck you then? You were all you're on my face <laughs> in my face last episode.
2: Yeah.
0: Hello and welcome to your refuge from the insanity that is the real world. It's eleven o'clock comics. I am Vince B.
2: So I'm Christopher Neisman. What are you talking about? It's insane out there. Next, it's out there,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Price. And I'm Ozzy
0: No, you're not. You're Jason Wood, once again connected to the boys through a landline because he hasn't gotten his internet thing
2: working yet. Can you imagine doing a a, a comic book podcast with Ozzy Guillen? <laughs> it would, would be, be... <laughs> It would not it would be N C seventeen, that's for sure. <laughs> It'd be awesome and horrible all at the same time.
0: Well, here we are, back again. 20, we are here. Twenty-four episodes in the can. It's got to be a record for. Oh, uh, twenty-three because yeah. we didn't do
2: thirteen.
0: We right.
3: skipped,
0: yeah. Yeah, no. Don't yeah, get him. Nice don't man. get him started. Don't get him started.
3: I was a little nervous. I wasn't going to be able to make it tonight. Why is that? <laughs> well, so you know that I, uh, I moved a few weeks ago, and so I, you know, I take the bus from for, to and from the city. And uh, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep the last few weeks because of what's been going on with the markets and stuff. So I've been, you know, working real late and all that good stuff. So I'm pretty tired, and uh, sometimes I doze off on the bus. Well, coming just, home tonight, my, man, bus, I'm uh, my, my bus, the first stop, I get off on the first stop. It's an express bus, so about an hour, about an hour away from, you know, I get off, and then it keeps going. So I'm, uh, you know, reading uh, sporting news, uh, rolling along, and I guess I doze off. I uh, come to. <laughs> I look out the window, and I don't recognize anything. So I'm thinking, huh. So I'm new to the area, so I'm like, ah, maybe it's just point of reference. All of a sudden, I see a little te- green town sign, and I realize, well, that town's about three towns past where I live. <laughs> so I run up to the front of the bus and say, hey, bus driver, uh, I take it we've driven past my stop. And he's like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, we'll pass it. I say, all right, well, just uh, go ahead and drop me off uh, at the next one. And, uh, that, you know, so he, he pulls in. Drops me off at the stop. It's it's now I live in my, I live in Central New Jersey, so it's but it's up in the in the the wooded areas. So it, my town is kind of a little bit suburban, but then you go much further north and it's pretty much. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: so he drops me off.
4: Was,
5: was I, that I supposed to be around dueling Literally, banjos? I see
3: nothing but woods, <laughs> a bus stop, and a biker bar.
1: <laughs> so, wood, wood in, in wood, the blue oyster.
3: So I I pull out my phone to call my wife and say can you call me a cab and my phone's dead <laughs> so, wow this is just terrific so go into the biker bar uh luckily i uh you know i was i didn't i didn't get uh evil stares or anything uh borrow their phone call my wife now at this point my kids are already in bed um my wife says, okay, well, uh, there's no cabs that are coming to get you. She grew up in this area. So she, she's like, uh, you're in the boonies. There's no cab company, so I'll have to come and get you and wake the kids up. So I'm already in the doghouse for that. So they come and get me. Everything's fine. Driving home, my son, my younger son, Jackson, starts saying how he feels sick. So long story short, he throws up all in the back of the car, which puts the icing on the top of, of my wife's horrible day. And basically, it's all my fault because, obviously, she had to throw him into the car and hustle out to get me. And had that not happened he wouldn't have gotten sick so our car's full of puke you know the kids are up an hour past where they should gotta be showered bathed you know put new clothes on and my wife's pretty much irate so and it's all basically because i fell asleep because i was so damn tired from not ever getting a good night's sleep so of course <laughs> i tell her uh yeah so i'm doing uh, the podcast tonight you know and so 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 I uh, let's just say that I, I'm I'm in the dog house right now.
0: <sighs> Needless to say, would ain't getting none tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or
3: comics and you gotta talk comics. Or
0: tomorrow night probably. Well wow. that's right. I feel for you, buddy. Shit happens, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well so let's brighten things up by talking about what the hell we're drinking. Because there's a reason for doing that. Right, Chris?
2: we like to drink. I'm sorry. I'm sleepy. Oh, um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, did, did it ever
0: occur to you that if the hosts are sleepy, the listeners will get sleepy?
2: <laughs> there you go. That's, iPods are clicking off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will go, Vince, Vance, go ahead. What 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 are you drinking this week? Pass. Oh
1: jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> Yingling pass. <laughs> the, the hits, the hits keep coming.
2: All right, Miss, Mr. Price. What are you drinking? Please tell me it's not ying, ling, Log Lager.
1: I, I won't tell you that because I don't like lying to you. It's a uh, it's a whiskey sour. Oh, oh there
2: good. you go. And nice, that's what kind of whiskey?
1: JD. Oh. Hey, it's it's okay. What's in the house, man? It's it's
2: once once we'll one one of these days we'll get rid of that 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 Tennessee <laughs> stuff and we can
1: and we just, can we whiskey. we can blame my grandfather. I you know I. He was a Jack Daniels man, and it just kind of, uh, kind of up. Guy,
2: guy, so. Guys like Mike Norton drank Jack Daniels. You need to get rid. Well, of then that I'm stuff.
1: in. I'm in pretty good company, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! I was just going to say that.
2: <laughs> All right, Mr. Wood, how about you? Uh, I'm drinking. We need to come up with a
3: name for this. Uh, I'm thinking Smooth Operator, but uh, I've had it before. But it's been a while. I'm drinking Stoli Vanille, vanilla flavored Stoli uh, with my the love of my life, otherwise
2: known as Diet Dr Pepper. Maybe we'll call it a, a sleepy bus stop
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it <laughs> and, and uh in my drink this week, which you can uh you can find the recipe at uh at iFanboy if I, if I finish writing the article, which I'm <laughs> kinda kind of finishing off here um at uh, ifanboy each week my uh, comic shots article matches uh, booze with uh, comics as you get a uh, drink recommendation and a comic book recommendation that are thematically tied together and this week I had to, uh, to call in a pinch hitter and uh, I didn't come up with this week's drink, but uh, but our friend uh, Tim Rackerich, the Freaky Tiki, did. Oh. And uh, he uh, suggests a Flaming Moe, which uh, I'm not having tonight because I don't know if our homeowner's uh, insurance covers mm-hmm. uh, drinks mm-hmm. that you light on fire. So I'm actually having a, a bourbon in R C, but a uh, Flaming Moe is uh, pineapple juice, uh, coconut rum, Peach vodka and uh, and you basically light all that stuff on fire and uh, um, yeah it's a big flaming drink wow. which he sent me a picture and uh, yeah it look it looks awesome and it, and it sounds delicious so a flaming mo is is this week's uh, comic shop
0: is am I supposed to uh, guess that there's some homoerotic connotations to that name of that drink
2: no I was just no. thinking
0: like flaming mo homo maybe. All right. That's that's what I took it as, you know? You're drinking a flaming homo.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Sorry. We've already we've already been accused on AC of being a homophobes. Oh,
0: you know, like speaking of AC, what's uh-huh. what's up with your your buddy Salazar, Mr. Geoforce, with the with the Brian
1: name? <laughs> Brian Salazar. Oh. <laughs> is
2: is that like he, something a new I, thing he's doing now? I think he's changing his name. Like legally, gonna change yeah, his
1: name. I I wouldn't doubt it. It's like so. Is that the only a being changed? Because I mean, is what Brian Solozar? I I don't know. If <laughs> he'll you know, continue the o's into the last name.
2: He tells me he's he's never liked the spelling of his name, the the i a n version. Uh, he doesn't be, want to be a y a n, but uh, he's always liked the the i o spelling of brian so yeah he's uh it's it's i i i had to chuckle but you know it's 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 his life personal, right? it's a, it's a personal thing yeah so i'm like all right go for it yeah and and i basically kind of found out um i got an email from him and yeah. it's like his email name changed to to the io spelling so yeah it's good but, cool. so i changed mine uh chris is now spe- spelled uh, k-r-i-s yeah, that's nice. nice like yeah,
1: and I like the, it. The, oh, yeah, I was going to... All right. Well, we'll stick with the masculine side then.
0: Tom's going to put two Ms at the end of his name. With Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he's spelled
2: T-H-O-M now.
0: Oh, cool. Well, I will forever uh, call Mr. Salazar Geoforce now. He is <laughs> Geoforce to
2: <today>. me. <laughs> nice. That's okay, because I just call him Sal. So.
0: <laughs> Exclamation that's point.
2: Change. That's not changing.
0: So what are we reading, People.
1: What, Ooh, what, we're getting what, right into things. Damn. That,
0: that, well, no. Be, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. Before we get into things, David has something he would like to tell you all about, and it hinges very closely to our forum.bullpenbulletonspodcast.com, our, our wonderful forum where you can see Mr. Braxton's ever changing, meta malleable <laughs> Zeetgeist. It better be ever changing. His, his Zeetgeist Street Dude avatar, which is really cool.
1: guys: Is that Street Dude, or is that him undercover? Nah, it's a street dude. But anyway, right. you want to bring up the eleven o'clock traffic report? Yes. Yes, and uh, this will also segue into something that I'm reading because uh, basically, what the traffic report is all about. Cool name, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Thank the, Renee uh, for coming up with it. <laughs> Smack you. <laughs> the uh, if you know, people are always talking about, and we have you know recommendations and and confession type theme threads on the forum about, you know, trades and collections that people have read or haven't read or that they have and they, you know, they don't mind letting someone else borrow them. So basically it was set up so that if you have a trade that you want to lend out, go to the forum, hop on the thread, and or create a thread for that book and uh, someone will chime in, let you know that they want to read it, and then it'll just a channel form and the next person will Pick it up from there, and you know we have at least a dozen books going on around right now, and uh, there's a thread for requests. So if if you have a book that uh, you might want to check out, see if anybody else is asking for it. I mean, we have like books like Godland and Fear Agent, and, uh, and I think. Box Office Poison. Oh, jeez. What the hell send in the net? That thing weighs a ton. I have it. I gl- mm. I'll gladly offer oh, that sucker.
2: you hey, all see, at, uh, if you go to the Amazon Marketplace, that there's somebody selling new versions, new copies of Box Office Poison for two bucks?
0: That's about oh, right. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Not a fan, huh? No. I, en- I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I did, but I don't think it's all that. It, it was very entertaining. A little bit... Oh, well, uh, more than a little bit longer than it should have been, but hmm. no, I, I like it for what it is. But uh, like we said, uh, I said on the forum, if, if you're going by a, uh, you know, oh, woe was me, I confess I didn't read this, I don't think it's that much of a stain on your soul to not have read Box Office Poison. You know, I have
3: I not read it, so I don't feel so bad.
0: No, you're all right. You're okay. If you've read Ronin and you read uh, Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, all the Top tier stuff, then yeah, you you have something to be ashamed of, but box now office. Well that's why I said whoa, it. Yeah. That's why whoa, I said
2: whoa, whoa, it. whoa, whoa, hold on. You you're putting Ronan up with with the high holies. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we are so going off the bat. I'm wow. going
2: to read it now just to see how out of uh, insane
4: Vince is.
0: No, 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 no. It's not about being insane. In terms of what Ronan is, it was revolutionary for a lot of things. It was a revolutionary printing process. It was revolutionary because they started a format just for that book. It had things that no other book had at that time, multi-page foldouts, and it was, even the presentation was different than almost everything else
1: on the stands. And the content is great. So yeah, I put Ronan up there. Sure. And not tied into anything else going on with DC at the time. I mean, it's right. not, wasn't wasn't tied to a Warner Brothers car- creation or character.
0: It's Frank it, Miller's love letter to the European way of doing comics. It's what it is.
2: Yes, I, I guess at the time uh, important, but uh, I, I don't think it's held up extraordinarily well.
1: Ooh. it's it's one of his like lesser known works. I mean, when someone says Frank Miller, they say since, yeah, they say Daredevil. They say oh, it's not geez. for a reason.
2: No, no, I, it, hey, yeah, I I enjoyed Ronan. I like it, but you know, and this was asked over on you know one of the the AC listeners asked on 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 that forum. Should I buy the Absolute? I haven't read this, and it was kind of a a consensus over there of yeah, pick up the trade. It's sure, it's, you know, yeah. it's the the. I, I guess that's it. I, I enjoyed it, but I, I'm I'm a little torqued with DC for. For charging a hundred bucks for the for the yeah. absolute, I, I don't feel like that's an absolute worthy um, it's, uh, book. It's,
0: right it's absolutely not worth a hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> anyway,
2: yeah.
0: sorry, there, uh,
1: that's okay. Uh, there are a hell of a lot more than a dozen. I mean, I'm just looking over the threads now and uh, essential, serval, essential silver, essential <laughs> silver surfer Central trade paperbacks. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Captain America Operation Rebirth by Wade and Garney, Noble Causes Volume 1, All New Adam, uh, cool. Small Gods, Fell, Sorrow, uh, Alan Moore's Complete Wildcats, Walking Dead Volumes 1 through 3, Transmetropolitan, Nova, Scalped, Godland, uh, Animal Man, and... Wow. Yeah, I mean, there is a ton... Of books that people are offering to to lend out to uh, to read. Some people even said, "Listen, draw, a doodle, sketch inside the cover. Do whatever you want. Make it look like it's been all over the place." Um, you know, some people really don't care where they end up. Some people want them back. Uh, some of them, you know, we have guys like like Zach Cruz, Steve Raker, uh, Chad, and uh, and there's a uh, there's a few put out there by Mister Pat Loika who I, mean, I actually. Yeah, I know. He, uh, I participated in in one of his uh, offerings, and I started reading the uh, Gotham Central trade, the first one. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong and with that. No, you oh,
2: can't. Damn time!
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I confess, I haven't read Gotham Central. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have. I was just, oh, okay. I was in character.
1: You know. was That's a good with, one. Yeah, that to sounded too. yeah. But uh, So, so the,
0: the name of the game is you can borrow and or keep, out. depending yeah. on the yeah. person. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but under most circumstances, the, the, the object is to read it and pass it on to someone else. And that's, has, and that's all it costs it. you,
1: is, right. is postage to, to the next person. That's and pretty,
0: medium, so it's basically Netflix
3: for
1: comics.
0: Yeah, and media mail is pretty cheap. So yeah. it's, a, it's a win-win situation.
2: Hey, have you guys idea. Ever, I'll have to jump in there. I missed that thread uh, this week. I guess I've been busy.
1: It's one yeah, of the it's, yeah, it's one yeah. of the child forms.
2: You guys ever used the the sequential swap before? There was kind of kind of that that basis, but uh, you know, um, uh, one of uh, John Sokol. Who, who I think is a listener. That's right. He was a, a big, uh, a big proponent of sequential uh, swap. I think this is cool for you know for all of our you know the forumites. But yeah, there's even you know a, a larger uh, loose organization. I'll call it that. That that does that kind of stuff. So it's neat. It's cool. It's like a big ass library. Yeah. G- give
0: the gift of comics. Can't go wrong with that. You betcha. Good good day for comics today. What would you get? I got a lot of stuff, but I don't want to talk about what I got. I want to hear what you guys got.
3: Why well, do you want to talk about what you got? Maybe. Well, I will. Eventually I will. <laughs> All right.
0: One of the things that um, I was a little bit hesitant to pick up, but based on the cover, I could not resist, and it was Supergirl number 34 with an absolutely fantastic Joshua Middleton Supergirl versus Silver Banshee cover.
3: And is this the first issue that is... Penciled by Jamal Eigel. Yes, no? it is. There you go.
0: And you know about my love for Mister Eigel, written well, by. What's not the
3: love about Mister Eigel? I man.
0: know, I know. Written by Sterling Gates. Another one of those names that I wish I had. Um, now
3: I it, don't know much about Sterling Gates. Has he done much writing?
1: Um, I don't know either. To tell Sounds you the like truth, it's a pseudonym, honestly, to me. It's a pretty cool well, pseudonym. Being and
3: quite quietly, but I presume he's been Sterling yes. Gates through his comic career, though, right?
0: Yeah. Before I get into it, I have to. I mean, people have been following David and I from the bullpen and into this podcast, and I don't think I've ever made it clear just how much I love all things Krypton. Uh, it may, Amazing Spider-Man and Fantastic Four may have been the two books that dug their hooks into me and and fostered a lifelong love of comic books, but it is the Superman titles that are at the heart of my pull list, year after year after year. I, I don't think there's ever been a time where I have not bought S- Superman.
3: And yet you couldn't explain to me why Superman was blue
1: last week.
0: Well, there are certain things you forget.
1: Yeah, you want to forget. <laughs> I,
0: have, <laughs> and, I have white hairs growing out of my chest, buddy. I'm getting old, you know? And, and props to you, Vince,
1: because there, over time there seems to be this stigma where liking superman or being a superman fan is is considered either uncool or just you know he's the oldest longest running superhero and and he's the big blue boy scout and he's yeah. just you know he's a big square and you know people don't really glom onto him or at least continuously or continually read his comic book month in month out
2: because he's a hard he's a hard character to write and a lot of times he. Oh, sucks. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well you're right. The Superman titles have ebbed and flowed in quality over the years.
2: But so, sometimes uh, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're horrible. Right, right now, Superman Superman comics are really good right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can
0: major ass, but you yeah. have to ride it out. That's that's just one of the things about being a Superman fan. You you really like as be, uh, with if you're a Legion fan, you almost have a, an innate knowledge. That the title you're reading now isn't going to last very long. The status quo of the Legion changes constantly. With Super Superman, you just know that it's going to get better in, in a couple months or maybe a year, whatever. But the 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 Superman books are home to me. I can travel all around the comic industry and have some fun over at Image and and Fantagraphics, but at the heart of my buying has always been Superman. So with that. It was very difficult for me to drop Supergirl. I left shortly after the Infinite Crisis hoo ha when they were doing the whole black Supergirl like they did with Mary Marvel in in uh Countdown, you know, the just the uh the the black costume and the book seemed to be f- without direction just floundering so i didn't buy it that whole nightwing and flamebird era of supergirl where you didn't know what the hell was going on and i didn't want to make heads or tails out of it or even try so i dropped it but i'm back and holy crap it's a concerted effort to integrate supergirl into the the uh the superman mythos and it's jesus don't you think it's about time I mean, they are going completely out of their way to to shoehorn everything about Supergirl into the regular Superman continuity. Which
1: is which? Which incarnation? Which version or generation of Supergirl is this? I remember, you know, I remember Kara and and dying in crisis, and then you know, I remember Peter David writing the Gary Frank drone Supergirl issue, which I guess was was a protee or okay, thank you, and uh, and. Did she use the identity of Linda Danvers or was this just a completely different character? This is Kara Car- Zorrel. She was. In, in, she, in the current book?
0: Yes. She was shot out at the same time as, as uh, Cal. Okay. But the ship went off course and she was in suspended animation for a long time and arrived on Earth a lot longer than she should have. But it is Supergirl from Krypton. So how they explain. The Crisis Supergirl, I'm not entirely sure. It's kind of like Hawkman. Who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. You know, all I know is it's Supergirl, and she's from Krypton.
2: That was uh, the uh, Superman-Batman is where she came back,
1: right? The Michael Turner issues, right? Right, with uh, Apocalypse. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I enjoyed
0: that. very good, but paging through the issue, right from the, the get-go on the front cover, you have a Daily Planet cover with Silver Banshee. What says Superman, <laughs> uh, aside from Lex Luthor and maybe Brainiac, Silver Banshee has been a staple of the Superbooks for a long oh, yeah. time, ever since Burn. I've
2: never heard of Silver Banshee. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> if am sorry, what?
0: If she says your, your real name, you're dead. If okay. she, If she speaks your true name, you're dead.
2: Uh, you know, you're right. It's uh, um, Lois Lane, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, Silver Banshee. Come on. <laughs> All right.
0: The, the Fans of the Burn revamp know Thank who Silver you. Banshee okay. is. Thank you, David. But they, they, as you know, if you read action, Cat Grant is back. Mm-hmm. You, you turn the page, and it's Daily Planet offices with Clark, Lois, Jimmy's in it, Cat Grant's in it. Uh, silver. Uh, the next page: Silver Banshee's fighting Supergirl. The the, the whole thing behind it is Supergirl's screwing up because she makes a couple mistakes, logistic mistakes, fighting Silver Banshee, and she has the the uh, citizens against her. And Cat Grant pushes the fact by writing an article in Daily Planet titled "Does the world really need Supergirl?" So Supergirl's questioning her existence: Do they really need me? Superman's in it. Lana Lang is in it, and at the end of the issue, she is kind of convinced to adopt an alter ego. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: With and this is the really this is the coolest part of it. She's uh, Robin is in this issue, so they're kind of getting the Bat books integrated into the Superman books now, which is cool. World's
1: finest all over again.
0: Yeah, Robin gives her Connor's glasses. Oh, Come shit. Come on, tell me that that doesn't That's pull on, very, on the heartstrings.
3: Yeah, very oh. cool. So you and, mean Supergirl's going to be a hottie with glasses? That's pretty cool.
0: Oh, she's very hot. And at the end of the issue, she's working at the Daily Planet, and her alter ego's name is Linda Lang. Ooh. Very That's cool.
3: Is to be related to Lana or no?
0: Yes, it's um, Lana's niece, I think. No. Yes, her niece.
1: Because is, is Lana, aside from Lois, or... Aside from Ma and Pa Kent and Lois. Who are also in it. Is is Lana the only one that still knows Clark as Superman from back back during the burn run?
0: Yeah, there's a couple more, but Lana knows, yeah. Okay. And she was recently bounced from Lexcorp because that, I, I don't know, you probably didn't read them, but there was that whole insect queen thing that was going on on the moon. Lexcorp had a moon base, and the insect queen got the jump on Clark and Lana saved him but she used LexCorp resources to save him and she had something in her contract that said specifically stated she could never use LexCorp resources (laughs) to to aid Superman so she was bounced and she's floundering just like Supergirl they're both pretty much without their identities are in question so Perry White makes a phone call brings uh, a reluctant Lana back to the planet so Lana's working at the planet Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome the way they're that's bringing all this cool. together. Wonder Woman's in it. The Teen Titans
1: are in it. It's just... You know, you know that's It's fiction. about when, damn time.
2: You know that's fiction whenever there's a newspaper hiring people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is basically this... I mean, right now, with with action and, and with... Uh, when did when did Busek leave Superman? After Cramelot Falls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: after the annual, I think.
1: The okay. Wrap up. So, so, you have like Jeff Johns and James Robinson and and Sterling Gates, and it's it seems like it's a really good jumping on point if you're if, if you want to get interested in the Superman family.
0: And one of the best things, in my opinion, they're bringing back the triangles on the covers.
1: That is cool, and and now, Supergirl will be a part of that.
0: Yes, and. It's almost like you're getting a Superman Weekly. It's not specifically called Superman Weekly, but if right. they're going to have an integrated batch of titles bearing the triangles on the front, which tells, them, tells you which order to read them in, it's like Superman Weekly. It's the Superman yeah. universe and that's, every, that's- every week.
2: That's fun, as long as that stuff is loosely tied together. You know, right, right. You know, as, long, as long as it's not, you know, continued in Supergirl, you know, but if they, you know, loosely tie the, the continuity together, um, it's fun that well, way. is this
3: all part yeah. of that new Krypton thing that's happening?
2: Yep,
0: which, uh, against Chris's wishes, will probably be very closely tied continuity-wise. You're going to have to read them all.
2: hmm I won't. <laughs> Which I mean, I, I buy
0: them uh, now that I'm buying Supergirl. I buy all the super books anyway, so it's it's no no extra expenditure for me. But I think it's a good idea. There's to consolidate the titles into a cohesive unit instead of having action taken place in one time and Superman. It, you know, there's another storyline going on in that. That's very confusing for people who don't read the books. Make it easier for them, just like Amazing. Amazing Spider-Man. Make it as easy as possible for someone who's never tried these titles to jump in. That's good going, DC. Are
2: you, um, are you liking Robinson's Superman? Yeah.
0: How <laughs> could you not like Robinson? I mean, he's a great writer.
2: No, I, I love Robinson. I'm, I'm not sold on a Superman right now. Uh,
0: well, when you have to compare it to John's in action, that's yeah, a tough act to follow.
2: Well, well, yeah. What's I mean,
3: PC fan's going to be when uh, John's inevitably makes the uh, jump to being a full-time TV and movie scriptwriter?
0: Well, I just hope it doesn't happen.
3: It'll happen at some time, but I think he loves comics too much for it to happen immediately.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Let's cause enjoy right it a while it lasts, though, because I don't think it's yeah. going to last forever, but... Well, because I mean, he, he is kicking he's kicking ass at DC right now. He's, 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 he's best thing they got going. Absolutely, he,
0: you know he can do no wrong right now. And, and I never in a million years would think that those words would pass my lips, uh, Jack yeah, Johns. Yeah. He's, he's, nice coming up. He's doing fantastic work. I I, I still carry a grudge because he just has <laughs> this <laughs> has this hatred of Doomsday for some reason, and I don't know why. I I was convinced when he was tapping heroes with the potential for great fear for the Sinestro Corps that Doomsday would be wearing a ring, baby. But it never happened. I'll give you Mongol instead. Well, yeah, thanks. Uh, And (laughs) totally, it's not even the real Mongol. Right. And you know, totally. What What do you mean? It's Mongol's son. Mongol's dead. Oh, see, this is um, I'm
3: showing my DC naivete, Take, and I didn't realize that there was yeah. a different Mongol. But
1: it doesn't. But it doesn't. It, it until he said that though. You didn't know. You would just know that that's Mongol, and and that's all that matters for this story. So right. Right. yeah,
3: exactly. I mean, I I knew of Mongol conceptually, and and I I've enjoyed the story. I, I didn't realize that it was the son of the original was that significant for some reason or
0: well, he no has, has two children. He's got a, a son and a daughter, mm-hmm. and. Um, I bet his daughter isn't exactly winning any beauty content. She's no? <laughs> no, not that bad. <laughs> I, I'd hit it in a, you know in a pain. She's
1: got a butter face. Well, that,
3: doesn't, that doesn't mean... talk talking
0: about a low threshold. She's breaking oh. in half, though. <laughs> but uh, just to wrap it all up, kudos to DC, and I think it's a really good idea. Excellent start for Supergirl. If you haven't tried the book, do yourself a favor and pick it up. It's a very,
2: very good read. Is this a and good it, uh, good jumping-on issue, you say?
0: Oh, my God, yeah. And it's the art by jamal is just super
1: really nice uh, he draws a smoke in cat grant even with a black eye has he uh, has he uh haven't you know i didn't read firestorm i'm 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 behind on a lot of of the dc books the last time the thing that i associate him with right now is uh is the remaining three issues of mr miracle from seven soldiers
4: mm-hmm.
1: how how has he Improved in the few years since then. Um, is I mean, is it still his style? Is there? Is oh, there? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's
0: it's very much in the firestorm vein, which is nothing to sneeze at. He draws a great Supergirl. Uh, my wish is to drop the belly costume. If you want it, Supergirl. I hate that. That's, yeah, that's, I don't like
1: it at all. It's and it and it and it it makes it a uh, a little bit on the cheesecake side. That and it it, it ties it. It, it pins it down to a certain time. It's just it's not a timeless costume like a lot of the other characters run around in. Right. And, and, and it's just, it's it, it does, it's, I don't... Tactically, I, what's the point? Well, that to, too. To, to
3: expose yeah, your your sex I'm not getting in a tactical discussion of costume because a lot of costumes are pretty
1: damn... Stupid. oh come on you can't you don't th- you don't think someone could beat up someone else with high heels and and uh yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's i'm just saying
6: i
3: mean how many how many female villains and and heroines have we seen with giant headdresses and <laughs> freaking you know and how many i mean you know take let's take a, a page out of uh, the incredibles you know phenomenal love the movie uh you know when the when when he goes to get a new costume and she's lecturing him about you know how dangerous no capes are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and no capes. Like five and
3: or six different villain, you know, heroes all getting killed because of their capes, I mean, so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have to kind of suspend disbelief when we talk about costumes and uh, whether or not they're practical. In a
2: She's young, and I think that costume fits her her age and her her personality. I got no problem right. with costume.
0: Kind of like Cyclone in the JSA. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it. fits the Cyclone personality. It
3: doesn't yeah. break me as hot. She, like, Cyclone kind of is, I think, portrayed as, as kind of a gawky... Teenage girl that that may be beautiful someday, but she's kind of unsure of herself and coming in her own. Whereas,
0: right, I've hence always, the bagginess of her costume.
3: Yeah, I've always gotten the impression that Supergirl is supposedly, you know, supposed to be kind of intentionally, almost like, you know, naughty hot, like jail, basically.
2: Well, right? Yeah, more mm, more I don't more, know. more cheerleader type. Yeah,
3: yeah, like she's like a Buffy or like a, you know, she's like that that sixteen year old that if you were in high school, you'd be dying to tap, but to your 40-year-old man reading a comic you have to pretend yeah,
0: like. I, don't, I don't think i'm all <laughs> comfortable a talking way. about is, supergirl like this is she uh
3: <laughs> that's one of my we're talking about underage poon
2: and you don't want to talk yeah, about
3: under comic underage poon that's that's
2: not
0: supergirl my,
2: no that's nah. one of my favorite uh brave and the bold moments is whenever hal is is with her and he's like 17 she's 17 yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's an awesome scene so. you're right but I, yeah I'm, actually good
0: I I was thinking about Superman, and I wonder, did it ever occur to Siegel and Schuster that the irony behind showing humanity the right way to conduct themselves comes from an alien? Someone who's not even remotely human, but just from his values and his, his moral fortitude and just the way to live, be excellent to each other, and it's coming from an alien. There's a lot of irony in that.
3: Well isn't that kind of the same thing that we that that I'm hearing is portrayed in the uh or that they portrayed in, in in trinity right i mean the, the whole idea of, of why Superman is a, is, is american because yeah. he's he's an alien who came to this country and embodies, the i mean that's what the American dream is all about right coming you know it's basically we're 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 an immigrant society and and it's about you know coming here and and you know living up to your potential and that's why superman is quote unquote you know part of truth justice in the american way so I'm sure they, they intended for that in some way, you know, even if it was subconsciously.
4: There you go. I mean, they were, yeah.
3: I mean, obviously they were both, you know, I think they're, I don't know if they were born here in the U.S., but, but I'm sure that, you know, they're, they're, if not then, then their parents are, You know, probably came over from, from Europe, right? I mean, they were uh, Eastern European Jews, if I'm not mistaken, so, mm-hmm.
4: I mean, mm-hmm.
3: you know. I'm sure they so, were very sensitive. Wait,
2: they were Jewish? A, <laughs>
0: uh, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you yep, have newsflash right now.
0: By Supergirl. All right, let's move on.
5: Hello, 11 o'clockers. It's Mario. Just calling to say hey and to let everybody know that um, if you're not picking up and reading Madame Xanadu by Vertigo, you are denying yourself a fantastic read. Um, It's just, it's an absolutely amazing, amazing book. I think it could play well in the mainstream DC universe. I'm I'm a little curious as to why they did it in the Vertigo universe. I don't think there's anything that risque that they could, you know, not put in the DC universe. If we have people ripping people apart in the DC universe, you know, rending, rendering them their limbs apart and such, I don't know why we can't have a little lovemaking or something like that, right? Love is better than violence. Sex is better than violence. You guys are sexy. Basically what I'm saying is that you guys are sexy And I don't know why anybody would want to be violent towards you, um, except for if they wanted to have sex with you and you were not um, cooperating. But that's rape, and that's not right. And uh, like how corporations rape the United States, not right. Let's not talk about the economy. No one likes to hear you know bad things about the economy. Would okay. Talk to you guys later. You're sexy.
0: Bye. Unless, in case, unless anybody else wants to say anything about Supergirl or Superman.
3: Other than that, Supergirl's hot now. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm, I, I don't read Superman titles, um, but I've been very curious ever since that John's uh, Legion run got so much props, so I'm, I'm really, really hoping that uh, Wild so. Big... Yeah, Wild Thing has a bunch
2: of these issues available for huge props. Action. Action Comics is awesome. <laughs> the Brainiac yeah.
0: thing is just like mind-boggling how good it, it is. is.
2: Oh, it is! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's cool.
0: All right, all right. slide on over to David or Chris or somebody. Oof, Keep I'm it
1: right. flowing, baby. <laughs> I am all caught up on Madam Xanadu. Read the fourth issue today.
0: Oh, well, that's, you know, that's cool that you read that because we have a phone call this episode from Mr. Mario Muscar talking about Madame Xanadu.
1: That is why I read it, because I knew Mario was going to call. Yeah. Yeah, right. Has nothing to do with Matt Wagner writing it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Who? uh, Oh, there you go. Is there there a magical baseball bat in it? And a fold-out with a dragon. (laughs) The art's pretty cool. It's the first time I've uh, I've come across Miss uh, Miss Amy Heater Leader. It's it's got one page. There's one page I think in the f- first or second issue, a few panels of Etrogan. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I
3: haven't read the fourth issue
1: yet. And she draw No, this is in the first or second. Oh. Uh, um, well, there's yeah. He's uh, he's 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 in the forest and uh, Merlin. Reverts him oh, back yeah, okay. to human form, and it was a, it was a really cool rendering of Etrogan. You couldn't you couldn't miss him. You knew exactly who he was. And so, so wait uh,
0: one second before you get caught up mm-hmm, in this. Mm-hmm. So it's a Vertigo book. Yes. Is it tied into the DCU or?
1: Well, yeah, maybe in the way that uh, Swamp Thing or okay, okay. maybe may, maybe more like so Swamp Thing Hellblazer than Hellblazer. Constantine or or Hellblazer yeah, is, but gotcha. F- it's F- it's Phantom cool. Stranger has been in every issue. Okay. Yeah, and
3: Wednesday. Z- I think I guess I look at it like when Tana was in Vertigo for a little while. She was, you know, with the books of magic and stuff, right? I and mean, it's kind of
1: yeah, yeah. The first couple issues have to do with uh, the first two issues deal with uh, with her sister Morgana and and uh, and Camelot and Modred taking over or, or uh, overthrowing Arthur and 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 taking control, and so so uh, Nimue. Which is her her real name? She uh, she escapes, thanks to the stranger. Is that's all he's being referred to right now? But you could tell it's him because of the medallion and and the uh, it's got his and, bling. Yes, yeah, and the white hair and the eyes. So it's uh, and she makes her way, and she were, and she's now uh, a seer for uh, the Kublai Khan. So, and, and Marco Polo is involved and, wow. and yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. I am so digging it. I didn't, I, I knew I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't know what to expect. And it's, it's blown me away. It's, it's just, it's a real cool series. I definitely recommend it when the trade comes out and it's a vertical book. So, you know, you get like six issues for 10 bucks and That's why uh, I'm waiting.
0: yeah, yeah. It sounds but like it, a retelling of of the. Uh, it's, do. it's
1: early, and and it's just it's so cool the way the the way it's drawn. It's it's not really. There's some some images, especially on her, where it can be kind of manga-esque with maybe the eyes. I noticed but, that. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's 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 still it's still nicely illustrated. It's it's got nice lines. It's it's curvy. It's not uh, there's nothing heavy. There's nothing. uh there's nothing sharp in it. It's all just uh, it's 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 a very soft drawn. Like it's it doesn't look like air or or any of the other vertical books that are, you know. It's not something that that jock is ever going to draw. It's 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 really a, a, a the opposite of anything that uh, that someone with a really hard line would draw. It just yeah, looks it, a little there's different.
0: There's an underlying innocence. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. yes thank you. Okay. Damn Jack. So uh it's just um it's it's definitely a book that I recommend. I'm digging it a lot. Fourth issue came out last week and uh and I'm I'm really looking forward to the fourth one. So so I mean it's they've all continued into the next one. In the in the uh in the third issue we get a night we, we find out what Xanadu was doing between the second and third issue, you know, how she ended up what what happened after she left Camelot or the forest, and made her way to 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 the con and uh, it's just it's. I'm really digging it. Should mm-hmm. I
0: play Rush when I read it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't <laughs> want to get into the whole you know what to listen to when you what read. What about Newton John?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't play anything when I read. I cannot have any music on oh, at really? all. When I, no, I can't I get, either. Yeah, I get way too distracted.
3: Yeah. Oh, I always have background noise, and then like I, I'll have a TV on, or I'll listen to my iPod, or something.
0: I wouldn't yeah. even be able to listen to Brian Eno while I'm reading.
3: Wow! I, wow! I
0: just I I, you just can't. know,
3: just before we move topics so fast, I, to I read the first two issues of Xanadu, um, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed them very much. And yeah. I had really had no expect—I mean, I didn't know anything about her. I had no expectations. I just figured, to give it a try. You know, I've been you know figured a new vertical book'd be kind of cool. I dig magic stuff, so I really enjoyed it too. um, I just have one minor complaint uh and that is um, I have no need in my comics for geriatric love and uh and, and well geriatric that's, love and
1: that you know, only one. yeah, there was, and uh. And that's it's
3: not i hope that's not a recurring a recurring theme because I
1: was like all right. no it 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 is you know i can I'll spoil that it there isn't in the in the next in in all four issues that is the only time that happens and obviously it's for it's for a reason you know she's she's using merlin and and you know you know just by Merlin wanting her anti aging secrets you know he's he's he he's trying to use her and it uh it comes back to bite someone in the ass, but it's a um, you know if, if as, once you get past that, it's still uh, it's, oh it's yeah, still not and it's it's not so, no I know and it's not something that I would ever really think that Matt Wagner would write. It's just it's what do you mean? What, what I mean is I and I and I haven't read Zorro yet, but it's um, there's an Arthurian hook to almost
0: everything Matt Wagner has written.
1: Ar- Arthur was in. Arthur was barely in the two issues in the first two issues. So, it's well, not, but I'm just I, I'm
0: just saying there are there but, there yeah. are connections to the the legend of of King Arthur. In but this isn't
1: of- but this isn't anything like Grendel. No. It's it's if if all you're going know by is the Arthurian legend, that's the only connection it would have to mage. So it's just it's it's different than you know if if you're used to reading about Hunter Rose or Christine Spar or Kevin Matchstick. Don't don't think you're going to read a story anything like that when you're reading She's, this.
0: She doesn't have a fork,
1: they right? A fork for Madden's no forks. Energy.
0: right? Okay. Well, it sounds good, and and from what I've seen, who's the colorist on that? Because the colors really caught my eye when I was paging through it.
1: It's uh, and Richard Friend inks the issues three and four. She she uh, my friend. She she inks herself <laughs> in the uh, in the first um, the first two issues. I'll. Uh. I'll find out who the color is doesn't get back to you.
0: Yeah, really nice stuff. Yeah. Oh oh Guy Majors. Ah, Dreamlike in some some yeah. sections. Beautiful. Yeah. But as you said, I'm waiting for the first trade because I know I'm gonna get it for nine ninety nine. Probably fifty percent off, five bucks through our favorite.
1: Yeah. You'll be able to guess th- I know you'll, Vince, be able to guess this. There were variant covers, I believe, for the first couple of issues. I don't know if there have been variant covers for every issue, but there are variant covers for a couple that I've seen who draws mm-hmm. the variant covers
0: I'm just going to guess Mike Kaluta.
1: There you go See here to me, What do I man. win?
0: What do I win? Me, baby. All right. Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I keep the receipt. There you go. But
2: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a vertical <laughs> book. What you talking about? Yeah, all right. No, I'm
2: I'm, I'm 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 trade waiting on that one.
0: Yeah. It looks really good. Chris, what you got?
2: I just got back from the comic shop a little bit ago. Um Read House of mystery this week it 's probably the only thing i 've read that 's come out this week and it 's um, change in format for them a little bit oh really from yeah it's um the um, the the little little uh interlude stories that that mm-hmm. hit in the middle of the book actually that 's what starts off the book this uh this month huh. so okay yeah so so a little change in format but it 's a new story arc so um I, I was fine with that and it's uh the uh the little extra story I guess you call it um drawn by Tony Akins and uh Andrew Pepoy on uh on inks and oh, Alex dude. Wald on colors. So um it's like almost uh well, I guess it is. It's it's an entirely Chicago art team on that, which I thought was kinda cool. Now, is it uh, an entirely
3: Windy City Comic Con art
2: team? Or? Um Alex Wald and Andrew Pepoy and hopefully Tony Akins. We haven't uh, haven't heard back yet, but uh I think there's a, a chance that Tony may may end up there. Oh, I do want um um, uh, plug real quick, um, <laughs> c- uh, CGS listeners uh, that uh, that know Uncle Sal um, from his uh, uh, many stops on the on CGS. Uh, Sal Abenati is going to be a guest uh, this year as well, and uh, just announced uh, Scott Johnson, who uh, is probably one of the most well-known artists that you don't know about. Uh, he works for Marvel's licensing. Uh, division and mm-hmm. does uh, a ton. He is an absolutely amazing uh, digital painter and does a lot of the stuff that uh, that Marvel puts out in their licensing. That you know from like toy packaging and punch boxes, that Watch kind nuts, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So Scott Johnson will be there, mm-hmm. and what uh, his prints that he sells at, at, shows are awesome. So, uh, and who else? Um, uh, a fine artist named, uh, Gail Pataki, who, um, is, is very, uh, very popular with a lot of comic book writers and, and artists. She does, um, uh, some pretty, uh, um, surreal,
1: uh,
2: oil, uh, paintings. So she's, uh, she's a special guest going to be doing a signing there. So that's our updated list. um, let me see here. Uh, what else? Uh,
0: the cover to the House of Mystery was awesome.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I dug that. Oh, uh, I've been playing Lego Batman. I picked that up last week. <laughs> oh, you bought it? Cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah, went to went to visit the nephew. So yeah, I guess that's uh, that's probably comic related. <laughs> what I've been doing more than anything is playing get it Lego for the Batman. BS it is it is really cool it's a fun game cool. it's uh if you played the uh, the Lego Star Wars this is this mm-hmm. is right there right there with it uh i hadn't played the Indiana Jones i heard it was just kind of okay but this is it it's cool. The uh, the the Lego uh, bad guys are hilarious. I mean, it's it's just it's just awesome. I was playing with my my seven and five year old nephews this weekend, and we were playing for hours. It was it was awesome.
0: So. It looks really good. I, I should have <laughs> waited and bought that instead of what I did buy, but whatever.
2: Oh, the the force. Yeah, unleashed. Yeah, I, you can't go wrong with the Lego. It sounds like such a ridiculous game concept, but I mean, it's it's funny, and it's you can get away with so much more stuff whenever you're doing it with like Lego characters, you know, or playing with the, with the nephews. And it's like, okay, if this is like a Batman game, that would be, you know. I probably wouldn't be able to have gotten this past their mother, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. but since they're Lego characters, it, it makes it it makes it you know okay. But yeah, the Lego Batman. If you're a fan of the Lego franchise, go and pick it up. It's a lot of fun.
0: I love the shimmy on the Lego Catwoman.
2: <laughs> That's
0: really cute.
2: Uh, probably the best thing or most uh, most enjoyable thing I read in the last week or so was uh, the Guardian or not Guardians. Uh, the uh, Captain uh, Britain Mi13. Issue? Did you guys read that? Uh, no,
3: I, no I, I did not read the latest issue. yet.
2: But, it's, uh, well, I've been loving you, the series, though. You know who is, and if you've seen the cover, you know who the latest addition <laughs> to to MI13 is, right? Well,
1: is there is there an addition with an with a subtraction? Uh,
2: <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> but, I know, uh,
1: so it's and and you know, you would think you would think this edition would have better intel, uh, but. Uh, did you notice that Mr. Leonard Kirk was not the artist on it? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, pencils by that. Pat olaf but it still it still had that. uh Looks great. Yeah. Is it
3: good Pat Olive or bad Pat Olaf?
1: Oh, it's great yeah. Pat Olaf and it's and yeah. it's inked by Paul Neary. So at least he's got great backup, and okay. uh, it, it is it's a, it's hit a hit cool issue. issue.
3: Sometimes I like him, sometimes not so much.
1: It's it's he se- it, He seems to you know, and again, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll play this card again. He. I liked some of what he did on some of the DC characters but World War 3 didn't do anything for me and uh, and I just, you know, when it comes to things like Supergirl and Captain Burton and MI13, he just seems to be maybe a better fit for a Marvel book than I've mm-hmm. seen him on on DC books. So, it's a, uh, you know, it's unfortunate in my eyes anyway that uh, that Leonard Kirk needed a timeout after four issues, but it's still it's still a great story. Paul Cornell wrote a great issue. Does a lot of good Black Knight stuff, and and uh, and yeah, like Chris said, with the addition to the team, this is cool. And and they had the nice nod to his previous series.
2: Well, well, oh well, people know it's it's and it's on the cover. But Blade is now yeah. a member of MI thirteen. Yeah, which is badass, by the way. Yeah, it's
1: and, awesome. Yeah. And it's I was. As soon as he got out of the car, and I'm like, "Oh crap! Where where's the gun hand that Guggenheim gave him in his series?" and uh, and it's 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 not there, but it does see. It seems like he either has a, He's got a a robotic hand, or, or there's there's some cybernetics going on in there. And, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> got a
2: new am your father hand. Yeah,
1: so, and 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 the weather messes with it. So I'm sure that's going to happen a lot in Britain. But and uh, he
2: had. The- best line in a marvel comic in the last year.
1: I love that. He it, it,
2: it was it was like he was ta- it was like Blade was talking directly to me when he was <laughs> talking about, when he was talking about the scrolls. He's like <laughs> it says the scrolls are like the weather. They'll pass. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm
2: like, yeah. Really Blade mean <sighs> it oh, <sighs> He was
0: he was trying to comfort you
2: he was he was yeah it was it was a great one it's a you know the 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 scrolls are like the weather the, they'll pass it's it's oh, yeah. uh, vampires and demons are 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 what you know what we have to fight cuz they'll always be here I'm like, oh.
1: Chris and is going to have gonna move to move Marvel. to England if he doesn't want to deal with any scrolls. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, and then right after right after I had those reassuring words from, from Blade, I turned the page, and there's uh, some <laughs> terrible stock photography that's been manipulated to look like a. To embrace change. Yeah, it's an embrace change. <laughs> uh, well, I, I
1: love, I I book love
2: book book. the four Marvel books that I'm still reading.
1: There you go, uh, man.
2: Chris, I finally did it. It came, I read it. Lock and key,
3: baby. Oh, nice! What do you think? Good for you. I, uh, you know what? I first of all, let me say that it was um, one of those situations where you. I mean, you, you talk about a lot of different comics, obviously, but you have been raving about this book, so uh, um, yeah. I certainly went into it with very high expectations, which is often for me not a good idea because um, you know, obviously, then I, I I hold it to a much higher standard than I probably would have if I just read it um, kind of randomly. So I, I went in thinking this better be really, really good or you know, or else. Um and then the second caveat being that I uh based on what little I knew of the book, uh I it turned out to be a much different book than I expected it to be. Uh, both of those things said, I absolutely adored it. Um I thought it was nice. fantastic. Good. Good. yeah i mean um it it's you know i got it's it's so good and and if you haven't read it, if people haven't read it i think i think you should read it uh, so I don't want to spoil it too much, but i will say that um uh i guess i I didn't realize it was such a a straight up horror book i i didn't i guess I wasn't aware of that I kind of got the impression i guess maybe because of the style of the art and the previews um that it was a little bit more whimsical um but it's not a whimsical book at all i mean oh. it's a very dark book um Takes it takes you to some some very dark and evil places, um, but it it was done really well. I thought each issue stood on its own, which is really impressive. Um, I think you know in today's day and age, where where writers write for the trade by necessity, um, especially if you're reading it in trade form, you almost can't tell where the breaks would have occurred. But I think in this book, you really you really could because there were there were um, real I think very um, impactful cliffhangers with each issue. Uh-huh. Um, so I, you know, credit to him that he actually can. Uh, can you, you, know, can you believe?
2: Comic. First, that that's his first comic. the first time he's yeah, written. Yeah, exactly,
3: a comic. exactly. Um, you know, clearly he obviously comes from a great pedigree, um, so you would expect him to to be a technically proficient writer. But I, I think he he, this is a real clear indication that he's got a, a love for the genre. Um, I thought the artwork was a, a perfect blend because, again, I think. If to just look at it without the narrative behind it, it, it looks pretty, um, like I said, whimsical or almost cartoony. But um, but it's not to the point of of it's not cartoony enough to the point where once you have the narrative with it, it's not downright scary. Um, and uh, uh, it was just I think uh, I I just I, I adored it. I'm I'm actually bummed that, that it's not an ongoing. Um, I thought it was not ongoing.
2: It is ongoing, I believe. Oh it it's, is. It's, yeah, issue seven comes out in November.
3: Oh, okay Because I 'cause I hadn't yeah. seen it solicited, so maybe okay. Yep. So maybe yep. it's took a month or two off. Well that's great news because um, you know, they could have just ended it. I I guess I viewed this like the reading this uh, and, and also I'm ready to say IDW hats off to the packaging of this thing. Uh-huh. I got the uh, the hardcover. I mean it's a yeah. beautifully packaged book. I mean it's got a nice, beautiful um, hardcover, square bound it's got a, which is a really neat touch it 's got a red um placeholder uh, mm-hmm. string uh built right yep. into the to the binding um really really nice piece of work um and and again i mean i, I would say to anyone that that are horror fans and and you know and, and are looking for another horror title this is right up that alley i mean i, yeah, I would, if
2: you, if you're a stephen king fan uh, yeah i think it's probably pretty safe to say hey this is uh you know if you like the shining mhm this is is probably right up your alley,
3: and really endless possibilities. Obviously, given the, the, oh, the context yeah. of the, I mean, because that's the other thing I knew from some of the reviews and some of the chatter from you and a couple other people that you know that essentially it's, there's this house and there's a bunch of keys and each door does a different thing. But I kind of expected that that when I read this first trade that each issue might involve a different key or a different place or a different thing. And that's not really again not to give away too much, but that's not really what happens. I mean, basically it focuses on focus on, you know, one or two keys out of out of quite a few. So, you know, obviously that that we still have a lot more story just exploring what each oh, yeah. every key and door does. So,
2: and the family and um, yeah, it's yeah, endless, endless, endless endless possibilities with mm-hmm. that. It's-
4: and Now, transmission from the Raffa-Rabia.
6: Hey there, 11 o'clock comics listeners and Dave Vince Chris and Jason Wood, of course, if you're there, of course, if, you, if you're there, if he, Jason Wood is there, that's 100 points for you on your fantasy team, if you've got Jason Wood on your fantasy podcasting team. Alright, this is, of course, the Raff Man of Zur and R, possessor of the Raf Radio, the legend that will stand across time. I heard on last week's 11 O'Clock Comics that Jason Wood did not know anything about Superman Blue, and that's fine, but then I... Th- I thought I had made it clear in my past that I am a, I, sh- I am a huge fan of Superman Blue, um and you guys said to go to Tom caters, and you know Tom is great, he's brilliant, he's funny, he's a much better person than I am, but damn it, I know my Superman blue, my background again, for those of you who don't know, maybe you guys don't know, and I apologize then the Raff man ofzerard does not apologize. Um, My background is I started reading when I was 13 years old. That was 1997. And that's around the time of the inception of the Superman Blue storyline. Alright, so let's let's think about this here. We all know I'm a very, 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 very big Superman fan. And you know, I think it's great it shows loyalty if you followed Superman through that storyline. But it shows even more conviction. To go into the Superman Blue storyline. Go, I don't know what's going on, but you know what, I'm going to stick to it. And then come out of it 12 years later still a huge Superman fan. Alright, that shows how much of a Superman fan I am. Okay, but anyway, let's give you let's give you all the information you need. Let's rewind the clocks to Final Night. This is going to be spoiling everything, of course, since I'm just explaining what's going on. Alright, Final Night, the sun gets reunited thanks to how Jordan's brave sacrifice... But when this with but when the sun's reignited, Superman doesn't initially get his powers back. Uh, he tries different things, and eventually he does get his powers back. But they come and go, and there are certain changes to it. Like this one issue where he starts trying to shave, you know, the heat vision reflected through the glass and and all that. But instead of shooting heat heat vision, he shoots a lightning bolt, which not only shaves his uh, face, he, he shaves all the hair off of his chest, which is a good moment. But ultimately, what happens is Superman is facing an evolution thanks to the different nature of the sun. Um, The supercharging of the sun has sort of forced the evolution of his body. He is a solar battery. Why not become a solar being? Why not become a being of pure energy? That's the next natural step in evolution, right? So, then, but the... Okay, he doesn't have the weaknesses he used to. He's not susceptible to kryptonite. But he also can't keep his form. He has to have the containment suit to hold him, which is, you know, that funky outfit that he wore during that era and he also doesn't have the same set of powers which was interesting and again more since JLA he did a lot of great stuff with it all right but we had we had the superman blue storyline for a while and you know we were exploring you know, what he could do yada 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 uh, after about a year or so there's this event called superman red superman blue and they had a special edition comic with 3D glasses and I still have two of them and what happens is cyborg superman makes his return to uh destroy Superman, and what he does is he he creates this device that will absorb Superman, then disperse him or destroy him. I forget exactly how it works, but all I know is there's two different set of containers, and then when he when he traps him, you notice in the in the book that it 's a blue and red differentiation. you know the one set is blue one set's red of course Superman's allies come to save the day, but not before Superman is shot out into space or something like that. I forget exactly what Cyborg Superman does. Forgive me, it's been all, over a decade. Um, what happens is one of the guys, one of um Clark Kent shows up on the roof of the Daily Planet and he goes he decides to go downstairs and you know, everything's fine. But then another Clark Kent appears in the alleyway and in the next issue he shows up at the Daily Planet as well. And then you get this whole thing and essentially what Superman Red and Superman Blue are are the they're 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 both Superman. But one of them is sort of the calm, more rational nature of Superman. That's the blue side, and the red side's the rash, impulsive, you know, sort of more emotional side of Superman. And they stick around. And then, how Superman art Superman proper returns is through an event called the Millennium Giants. Um, the Millennium Giants wake up every thousand years to clean the Earth. What Superman, Red and Blue do is they use their energy signatures to sort of simulate that rather than have the Millennium Giants destroy our planet and kill everyone on it. So what happens is they they just they do that, but they disperse their energies around the world in Superman Forever, with the special lenticular cover by Alex Ross, we discover that the um the the process of dispelling the energy caused him to recombine into what's known what we now call Superman. So it, it was, he sort of he sort of thought of it as a reward for his service. Uh, I sort of think of it as sort of, well, yeah, the story ran its course. Alright, so that's it for me. You know, say what you will about the Superman Blue era, but it was very experimental, it was very risky, and I applaud DC for trying that, and you know what, if it weren't for those comics, I wouldn't be reading Superman today. The Raf Radio is evidence of that.
0: While we're on the subject of horror, I'm going to keep it going. Anybody read Dead Ahead, number one from Image?
3: No, sir. Sitting in my box, I haven't read it yet, though. No.
0: Oh man, A Tour de Force, drawn by <laughs> oh, really? Drawn by one of my favorite. I know. Art Alex Nino. That's oh. why I bought it. Good lord, the cover alone is worth three ninety nine. I know.
3: Well, you remember was, we, were, we talked about the uh, the Filipino masters uh, what a month or two ago and that uh, yeah. that was part and part i was right when this book was getting solicited so it was really
4: well
0: timed oh i and i tried not to think about it because new alex nino is like christmas in what is yeah it? no kidding yeah september i think i'm gonna
3: pull that out if we hang up and go read it I, it's, it's just sitting in my to read pile and I, I i just had almost forgotten it was in there but now i'm gonna have to go pull that out
0: written by clark castillo and mel smith drawn by the incomparable Alex Nino. The guy is up there with Kirby as far as innovation on the comics page. And if there was ever anyone who had the unenviable task of coloring Alex Nino, how do you go about doing that? Moose Bauman is the MVP of this book. Because Nino has a tendency to lay down heavy blacks Mm. and very detailed bits of little texture and noodling and but Moose Bauman pulls it off unbelievably well. It's almost as if they had a rapport and if they were in close contact while uh, Alex was penciling the thing and sp- uh, intentionally left areas for moose to color it is gorgeous just uh, as with it's it's based on the sea, so there's lots of blues and and it 's got zombies in it, so there 's reds and the mixture of the two the turquoises and the the just oranges and reds it's gorgeous stuff um it, it's pretty straightforward zombie tale there's a a group of people on board a fishing boat, a small fishing boat, and uh while they 're out uh doing their thing, they get a report that uh, isolated incidents of violence erupt uh, in certain parts of the world, which snowballs into this zombie infestation, and they're stuck out at sea. They try and get back in, and the military tells them to turn right around, because anybody who's on land is getting either eaten or they're dead. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole crux of the book. These people are trying to survive. Uh, on the sea, while you know all hell breaks loose on land, so occasionally they'll come into various ports and scavenge for food and ammunition and As far as the first issue goes, it ends with them coming into contact with something far bigger than themselves, and you don't know what's going to happen next and it's awesome. My only complaint, and it's a fairly major downer as far as this book goes. Uh, Because the art is full bleed on many pages, the text had to be overlaid on top of color, on top of art, Mm -hmm. and in a lot of places, it's very hard to read. Yeah, and it's a script-type lettering where, you know, they'll... They do the old Photoshop trick where they go behind it and lighten the background a little bit to make the lettering pop, or they'll just put white if it's dark enough background. Mm -hmm. Where in some, in some instances, they put dark text on a dark background and it almost, it's almost sucked right up into the, into the Mm -hmm. image. And it's very hard to read in some spots, but it's kind of major in terms of, doing what a comic book is supposed to do and that's tell a story but in terms of the art oh geez you you gotta buy it just amazing and I'm reading this text piece in the back and it there's a someone drops a bomb saying that um, Nino never got a chance to draw a zombie which I find really hard to believe me too but I guess this is his first um, instance of drawing zombies (laughs) you could have fooled me and it's, it's almost absurd in some spots because the It's slapstick. The zombies are all busted apart and there'll be a bicycle with just a leg and an arm driving after a potential victim and there's a head with a hand underneath it, kind of like one of Bernie Wrightson's um, creations in in Swamp Thing. It's really absurd and over the top in every respect. The gore is just gut-wrenching, but it's great and you got to buy it. Alex Nino. can't wait to read it. yeah, it's 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 very good, but in terms of story, yeah, it's so far it's been done before. Sure. It, you can't you can't really expect some a new spin on the zombie uh mm-hmm. formula, but so if if the way I look at it, if the art is this fantastic, that's pretty much 75% of the book for me, but the story's good too. The characters are very very believable. I would hate to be in the captain's position in this story. Let me tell you, to have a, a crew whose lives are depending on you making the right decision mm-hmm. in, in a zombie infestation. And it's real cool. The zombies swim. Lucio Fulci. <laughs> take, take a bow. <laughs> but no, a real good book. The cover is this close to perfect. There, there's a, a, a section towards the bottom right where there's a, a wave coming up engulfing the zombies, and there's blood splattered on top of the wave, and the wave is turquoise, and the the, the blood is naturally... Crimson and and bright red. Oh, it's just sumptuous. You got to get it.
2: Speaking sumptuous. of uh, of zombies, uh, on the um oh the the zombie survival guide and then uh, and then Wood talking about World War Z. I picked up the audiobook for World War Z. So ah very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna start uh, listening to that on my way back and forth to to work next week, probably. Uh,
3: speaking of uh, staying with the zombie theme, uh, a zombie. Uh, inspired uh, uh, idea too. I wanted to mention. You know, we talked. To, I think a little bit a week or two ago about um, Spooks Omega Team, the new series coming out that's uh, written by Larry Hama of GI Joe fame, and how okay. excited I was for it. Um, well, the Zero issue came out, and I think the first issue is out and somewhere in my to-read pile. I haven't read the first issue though. But to those who picked up the Zero issue, because I think especially DCBS was offering it from for some obscenely cheap price, like something like fifty cents or something. So, I have to say, be forewarned, if you did pick up the zero issue, give the first issue a try, too, because, frankly, the zero issue, I, you know, I i know we try and stay positive, but the art was rough. I mean, it was, it was rough. I'm talking, I mean, it was very, very, I thought, amateurish. Um, it was by uh, a gentleman who, I'm trying to think of his name here. i called, which is, I'm not going to say his name, but Adam Archer. Um, who he penciled and inked it. Um, and and it, I just, I thought it was just, it really looked like a homemade comic. I mean, the, the art was that unimpressive to me.
4: Which could so be I read a good and time.
3: thought, geez, this is going to be rough. I hope this guy, if this guy's the, the ongoing here, I, I don't know how long I'm going to stick with this book, even if Larry Hamas is writing it. Um, but I had forgotten um, that Tim Seeley is actually the ongoing penciler for the main book as of starting with issue number one. So.
4: Oh, really? Uh, yeah.
3: So, um,
4: Wait, no, and, so
3: Seeley's doing it monthly? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if maybe it's going to be a bi-monthly book, I don't know. I mean, he's he's the, hmm. the writer and anchor and I mean, the penciler and anchor in issue number one, um, and I believe solicited for issue number two as well, so. Oh. Um, yeah, so, but I have to say, just based on the cover shot of issue number one, um, it, it's a much better-looking book, put it that way. So hopefully <laughs> it will it will be, because it, it, the issue just wasn't getting it done. Um and there were zombies in that issue, which is what made me think of it. But, uh, <laughs> but aside from there being gratuitous zombie heads head getting blown up, it wasn't there wasn't much redeeming about that zero issue. So,
0: the solicits for that look really good.
3: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, I just uh, I, I again it's it's you know to me to really love a comic, obviously. I mean, it has to be a marriage of, of the art and the words, and and um, it takes a lot for me not to like something that Mr. Ham was writing. But um, I, mean, I couldn't get past the art. I just uh, it, was, it was it
4: was iffy. So hopefully, Devil's,
3: Mr. Seely does us proud.
0: Devil's Due's putting out some really books that are amazingly interesting to me. Did you, any of you guys buy United Free Worlds? No. Devil's Devil's Due picked it up from a jeez. Uh, the the name of the original publisher escapes me. They they published two issues, and Devil's Due picked it up with issues three and four. It's, it's a really fun book. It's, um, military versus warriors on dinosaurs. That's basically all you need to know. Th- this planet comes within proximity of the Earth and they're a barbaric, warlike race, uh, who ride dinosaurs. They've, they've tamed these dinosaurs and, and they, they don't let the, think about the science because it'll all break down. They, they come to Earth and start, you know, knocking heads with our military, and that's basically what it is army versus men on dinosaurs. But it's really cool. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, a romp. It's a lot of fun. But the thing that really piqued my interest, and David is going to go woohoo when I tell him, did you know that John Bogdanov is drawing a book for Devil's Do? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's called Will Triumph Fights Alone. Wow. And the evil doctor. Loricus closes in on one thing that has eluded him for years. The rings of power that once belonged to Will Triumph's parents, the dynamos. Will is the only one who who stands in Loricus' way as the madman comes closer to capturing the source of his parents' power. It's written by Dave Child, Cal L. Bogdanov, and John Bogdanov. So I guess John's son is writing it. Artist... Um. Oh, geez, Matt Murhoff. I guess Bogdanov's only doing the covers. Uh-huh. That's, that's all right. Oh, well. Hey. Yeah, hey, I'll take any Bogdanov. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so he's back in comics. Gosh. How cool is it to name your kid Cal-El? <laughs> I would have tried that if you know, I would have got my. Thing. Yeah, my wife would have killed me, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, Devils Do, who I, I have to admit to overlooking their books for a lot of years matt has been pushing the hack slash on me forever
1: oh and has for whatever,
0: he? yeah and for whatever reason i've just never picked it up but these two books from devils do they they got on my radar for some reason and and here i am buying devils do
2: devils do has has its moments uh hack slash is probably the favorite thing of, of, mm-hmm. of mine that they that they do um
0: yeah, another book from Devil's Due. I'm really looking forward to. Being a Transformers fan, have you seen the solicits for something called Dreadforce: Dawn of the Dread? No. It it's it's a it's a robot book.
3: I think and, we and, found Vince's replacement for the Lost awesome of the Virgin Comics in this cool list.
0: Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, it's written by Kurt Hathaway and the artist is James Rice, who has done Transformers books like Forever. The guy is fantastic. And uh, a bunch of others. But uh, it, it's uh, Earth 2199 AD in a frenzy for natural resources. The moon colonies unleash an army of mechanized warriors, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Give me robots, and I'm happy. Giant <laughs> robots? I'm there. Yeah. By, drawn by James rise uh, I can't ask
2: for any more than that. And
0: it's 99 cents in this uh, month's previews.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I used to have, like, DDP and Dynamite and uh, IDW on kind of the same the same plateau and um, IDW has really in the last oh this last year really kind of stepped things up and mm-hmm. I, I I think that IDW and then Dynamite's actually put out some good stuff too I think they're starting to separate themselves from Devils Do I'd like to see I'd like to see DDP kind of step things up a little bit because I, I really feel like IDW and Dynamite are, are bringing their A game in some stuff right
1: now.
0: Come on, let's get talking here. No dead air.
1: <laughs> I didn't know there was any.
0: Yeah, David will fill it with clicks as he clips his toenails again.
1: How <laughs> was, was, uh, was cracking my <laughs> knuckles clipping my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Maybe you walk on
0: your hands. I don't know.
2: How you guys feel about Gail Simone? fans? Yeah. What? Most of the time, yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. Because I, uh, I was reading some... <laughs> I,
2: read, I caught up on Wonder Woman, and uh-huh. I read uh, Secret Six. How'd you like one. Secret Six?
3: That was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically exactly what I wanted out of it, which was, you know, obviously Gale and Nicola Scott getting back together to do their thing, and, um, you know, I, I thought I loved the uh, Villains United and the Secret Six minis, and I loved the... Uh, the birds of prey, uh, secret six arc. So I think a pretty, you know, pretty interesting group of characters. So, um, mm-hmm. it was more the same. I mean, I, I, you know, I guess I have no, really no exposure to Bane save for, um, he was in that, uh, that recent mini where all the villains get sent off to that planet. Um, I guess, but I, I, you know, I didn't read the whole thing with him about Batman yeah. back or any of that stuff. And I guess from what I understand, that was where he kind of came to prominence and then he appeared in a lot of things after that that I guess a lot of people say he wasn't really portrayed you know as as well um, but I don't have any of that so I guess I it remains to be seen whether or not I think he's you know a good addition to the team or not but um, yeah, he uh, was, yeah he was yeah it was a lot of fun and, and obviously uh, I'm a big fan of Nicola's Archie She draws some hot, some hot ladies so oh, yeah. and there's plenty of that but uh, and same thing with Wonder Woman I mean uh, one thing I gotta say about Gail she uh, she she's she she doesn't mind if her artists get cheesecakey, so, <laughs> so uh, you know uh, Aaron Lepresti can draw some some pretty voluptuous ladies. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Hell yeah!
3: Um, right, do I do have I to say to... though, I mean mm-hmm. the uh, the Wonder Woman. I mean, I I, I thought her her um, her first arc was was pretty fun, but I this this arc I just finished was uh, I guess with Beowulf and stuff. I thought it was. It was a pretty pretty, you know, average run. I thought, I didn't find that oh. all, all that entertaining.
0: But, uh. Really? See, I had the exact opposite reaction really, really to it. Really? Yeah, I was, I was on the forum and I said, was, uh, David, did I send you a message that I put it on the forum? I said, why didn't anyone tell me that Claw the Unconquered was in freaking Wonder Woman?
1: No, you did, yeah.
0: That's like a beacon for anyone who was reading comics in the 70s, DC anyway. Claw the Unconquered, Beowulf's in it. They could have put Iron Wolf in there, and it would have been like, like a woohoo. See, That's this has no meaning
3: the... to me. I didn't even know that Claw had been uh, uh, that he had been around before. I didn't.
0: Oh yeah, those are seventy DC fantasy hero mainstays. Oh,
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that, but but uh, so it was kind of lost on me. But but uh, no, I thought it was just a bit of a meandering story, frankly, and and it didn't have anywhere near the amount of the the humor that the first arc did, which which I really thought is where Gale strong suit is is mixing. Um, over the top, you know, action adventure with, with some humor. So I, I just didn't, I, I thought it kind of lost its way. But, but, uh, but the issue, the most recent issue I thought was, you know, bounced back kind on of, it. And, uh, I'm enjoying it. I, you know, I, it's weird. It seems like, um, you know, she, she doesn't get much run in the, the podcast world. Uh, I guess Ricky both loves her, but, but I, I rarely, like, you know, I fanboy, you know, you guys on a ride. like like no one ever talks about her book.
2: We were singing her praises for a long time Mm -hmm. on Around Comics and then quite frankly I think she got my my opinion with it I think that she got put on too many books at once Mm -hmm. and and, she
3: was doing like gen
2: 13 and welcome to tranquility and birth yeah, yeah yeah and and adam and oh right i forgot about that yeah. I, yeah she she was she was she was involved in like five books at the same yeah. time
1: and she's like the and, female bendis
2: well <laughs> I, that's what they kind of try to do and you know i i don't think i don't think it ended up working out <clears throat> well welcome to tranquility is awesome uh i really i really enjoy that series um I, I liked a lot of her stuff on the all new Adam. I think, mm-hmm. that, I think that she took you know, Morrison's um, uh, beginning foundation work for that series, and and had a, a very nice run on it. Uh, the Gen thirteen stuff was uh, was all right. Um, yeah, I mean she she runs. Hot and cold, hotter than hotter than cold most of the time. Um, I th- I think that she needs to be on books that she's that she feels passionate about, yeah, like, like, like yeah. Wonder Woman and 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 whatnot. How was her uh, how was her uh, her Deadpool stuff?
3: It, it was actually okay, but at the time, and that was the first I read of her. So at the time. It, it came across to me as a little bit derivative, and I, I don't want to be unfair. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of hers, but at the time, I think it was some of her first work that I, at least I mm-hmm. was exposed to, and um, it I came across a little bit more like she was trying to be Joe Kelly, you know, I mean, kind of to keep that same vein, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if that's a fair characterization because well, over the years subsequent, particularly you know, on the DC side of things, it, it, it now appears to me that that's also her style, you know, having, again, that humor um, mm-hmm. You know the the mixing in the the sort of the avant garde and the fourth wall and kind of just you know with 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 moments of relaxation. I get it. it's so it's not her style is actually not dissimilar to to the way Kelly wrote wrote Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't I, my impression of her when I was reading it initially was ah someone else trying to do what he he did. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have him do it. But in fairness, that's probably not a really you know that that's probably not being fair to her because that was just that's her style too.
2: Well, I tell you what, um, Bird's Prey was very good for a very long time. Yeah,
3: well, that's the thing. I mean, that was where I really first came to, to like her. I, I read the entire her entire run pretty much in one one mm-hmm. one fell swoop and, and loved it. Which is why I, I you know, I expected to and, and did enjoy Secret Six so much because again, it's uh, you know, she like you said, Chris. I think she she loves to. There are certain characters she adores, and clearly, she adores the Secret Six. Um, and uh, and I think any and it goes for any writer. I think any writer, when they're writing a character or a story that they genuinely have an affinity toward, they're going to tell better stories. Um, and I think that uh, for her, yeah for her, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Secret Six, um, again putting the numbers aside, I don't know if it's going to sell well enough to stay to stay alive. But but if it can, I think that'll be you know a, a story that probably that she flourishes with because it's a. It's a group of characters she really she really
2: enjoys. You know? Yeah, I, I hope that I hope that has a good two year run. I, w- I would I would you know kind of keep my fingers crossed and say you know I, I hope that uh, that Secret Six gets gets twenty four mm-hmm. good strong issues in, and that's you know that's two years of yeah. of, of comics, and I think it's good for that.
3: Speaking of Birds of Prey, Praise, anybody else reading it? I stopped reading it when she left the book, but does anyone else still read it?
2: Um, Off and on. I, I haven't read it in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. It it, it kind of lost interest with me. Yeah. And Vince yeah. laughs at us.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just thinking about Diana wearing Klaus' gauntlet. You know, just put on the plastic sheeting because I am geeking out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that well, that moment. So, I mean, Why is that cool? Like, what is so special about Klaus? It seemed like just a generic sort of you know, no, no, guy no, no. with a devil generic. hand that he fought and whooped his
0: ass well see but that brings me back to uh, when i was 12 years old reading claw it's just it's it's a love letter to to dc comics when you say reading
3: claw though was he i mean so did he have his own own title
0: yeah okay (laughs) yep yeah and and that's the thing that's most identifiable with that character is the gauntlet that's Mm -hmm. that's what he is—he hides the fact that he has the demon hand with the gauntlet and just watching diana just seeing Diana with the red gauntlet on—that's just a geek out moment. It's—it's it's okay. simple, you know, like, yes. It's—it's it's, it's, it's all surface. But I was it's, say,
3: unfortunately, it, that's not a geek out moment for probably almost everybody that read that comic. Or <laughs> didn't.
0: Well, they weren't born then, yeah. You know? So, so. <laughs> uh. yeah, sucks to be old, but what are you going to do? Seriously. And and Beowulf was was great it's every every bit of what i remembered uh, from from my my youth in in wonder woman you now ask for more than that. okay yeah that's a it it she she tapped on all the stuff from from that period okay. which was cool and the art like you said by aaron LaPresti, i don't think good girl art gets any better than that if it does it, it's probably drawn by gary frank
3: well, you know what uh I, I picked up uh Aaron LeCopresti's sketchbook at New York and uh, he, he can yeah, it's, it's, he can draw some ladies
0: <laughs> oh, you're not kidding I was reading an old issue of uh, an Ultraverse book called God Wheel mm. and, and just to throw a little uh, excitement into David's life it was drawn by Gary Frank inked by Joseph Rubenstein <laughs> and did he make Gary Frank look good I mean it's not a, a stretch to make Gary Frank look good, but it was right. delicious the, the inks on this thing. And it was that period when mantra went bad, that whole necromantra uh <coughs> period. And and just the way he drew her, she was real. Sexy as all hell. Just wow. And well, I only had i I only had issue number one, but uh I enjoyed it. God Godwheel from Ultraverse. Nice. Yeah. Gary Frank needs to be doing... What is he doing now? Is he still doing Midnight? Not Midnight Nation. Um, action. Squadron, Squadron Supreme or something? Dude, Action Comics.
2: Let's do an action.
0: Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: a lifetime
1: Superman fan. <laughs> I'm, cutting that, I'm cutting that shit right out. That's all right. We'll talk about it on the forum. Don't worry about it. Oh.
2: Holy shit. It, it's, it,
1: wow. Yeah. Is it's Squadron, old. Is
2: Squadron Supreme ever coming back, by the way? It,
1: dude, it is, it is. I don't know. It's like it, is four it issues back? in. Yeah. Volume two is four issues yeah. in. It's, it's written I can't by believe Howard. I fucked up like it's, that. <laughs> I'm I am sorry. It's written by Howard Shaken <laughs> it's shaking. and uh, drawn by uh, Marco Torini.
2: Are they going to continue it's, what Straczynski was doing with it? It yeah, they takes where yes. left off
1: well they pick up where ultimate power left off right yeah exactly because because yeah. nick fury nick fury is part of it the ultimate nick fury is part of uh, is in the book he's not part oh, of the team yes. or anything but he's he's in the are book are you fucking he, kidding me he, he and not Emil and im nothing bitch
3: fest, but you know again i don't know how marvel and dc decide to do things you know if it's random but to to launch a new squadron supreme series as a number 1 with jaken I, I i i have to say i mean i, I you read pretty much everything, Squadron Supreme, and I did read Ultimate Power, so I was okay with it. But, but
2: wasn't dude, that an I mean, awesome I, series?
3: Yeah, but anyone that picked this up thinking, "Oh, I'm just going to jump on," because I, re-, you know, anyone that picked this up without having read that, though, I, I got to imagine they they were absolutely completely lost because it assumes you know everything that went on in the, in, in, in the prior.
2: Oh, and then uh, going back to the Max series, which I mean, yeah, Supreme, exactly. I mean, Supreme it, it takes Power a lot of was awesome. Oh. So, Supreme Power was some of my favorite comics there for a couple of years, and then I understood why they why they moved it from Max to Mainline, and mm-hmm. it's a, a lot of business decisions. And it stayed very good whenever it switched over to to Squadron Supreme. But yeah, that boy, have they just
1: let that series? Yeah, they dropped the ball between between. Uh- Supreme Power, which should be in its own oversized hardcover, and then you have Squadron Supreme, which was which was a pretty decent continuation. But yeah. then um, but bridging those two series, you had Nighthawk, which was pretty good with the with the Daniel Way writing oh, and the Steve well, Dillon oh, Steve, Steve Dillon 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 Hart. Hart. Mm-hmm. Um but the I Hyperion. The Hyperion mini by by with by JMS and, and drawn by Jurgens and I think Inks by uh, Jansen. That that just should have been called a Squadron Supreme miniseries. It had because it, had it, tie, it ties with,
2: into the entire it, story,
1: right? And it had it. You know, Hyperion was there, but it's not like he was. It, it, it didn't need to be called Squadron Supreme Hyperion. So then you have the main. Now you have the new Squadron Supreme, but then you as as you know, Guggenheim did a great job. Guggenheim's writing was better than the Galassi artwork. But then you had the the Night versus. Hyperion Mini, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. wasn't all that great, which brought us to Supreme Power, yeah, really- because well, no, it was it had its moments. It was it was cool seeing you know that I enjoyed seeing. I, I understand the message in in the miniseries and and uh, and I know what, what Guggenheim was trying to do with Darfur and things like that, but I enjoyed seeing the two characters interact more than I enjoyed seeing the political backdrop. Sure. Uh,
2: but, but after that, it's like things kind of stopped and then they did the... Yes. The, the, the because we never... We
1: don't... Right. The, yeah. the whole thing with uh, with what the hell? Redstone or whatever the, the, the bad guy's name is. It's like that that fight never happened. It's, it's like all of a sudden... Because the Adato, when Frank left, the Adato was supposed to take over and that didn't happen. So now JMS was like, okay. So he... Here's Ultimate Power, where where you it's written by three different writers with awesome art by Greg Land, and then you uh and, 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 and now we have uh and now we have the second volume which picks up what Shaken is trying to do, you know, pick up where where that many left off, but it's like what said, you're you're lost if you weren't reading.
2: I, I love the can... series and they've given me absolutely no reason to go back to it and be excited about it.
1: You wouldn't be. I confess,
0: I have never read Squadron Supreme.
1: Even the the, the original.
0: No, I read novel. the <laughs> I, re- I I read the Grunwald one. Right. Yeah. Okay, the good one. But I, I have never read Squadron Supreme, Supreme Power, Supreme. or Are whatever. I, I think
1: you like you would like you would like Supreme Power. You'd like. You yeah, so. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's. Uh, I
0: do like what I've seen of the Gary Frank artwork on. Supreme was it? Supreme power. Oh yeah, it's
1: it Supreme oh, power and, and who, the first Squadron Supreme. He did like the first seven issues or something. Who's currently working on Action Comics? <laughs> there you, so, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid,
0: idiot.
2: Stupid, <laughs> yeah. hey, It's late around here. It's eleven right. o'clock. <laughs> comics. No, you know? he's, 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 I know. he's still doing Midnight Nation. He, he should be writing something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, i i done screwed up. <laughs> oh, you know,
2: Mar- Marvel's done this on a couple things now. It's it, why they don't have a monthly Young Avengers title
0: right. is oh, stupid. Fine. Oh, you're not kidding. It's stupid. It is stupid.
1: Well, maybe maybe if. Maybe they'll be smart and after whatever right. fallout there is from secret invasion, whether Heinberg is ready or not. Maybe because I, I understand that oh, it's Heinberg's baby. We're waiting for Alan, but come on, you have people that are, have cash in hand wanting to buy new stories with these characters, and, and 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 then you're denying them. It's like I understand he's a friend.
3: Well, he's got that crazy anatomy money. He doesn't. He's
1: not
4: worried.
3: That's about what I'm
1: saying. So fuck it. Just put out the goddamn book then. And it's it, that because I read the first trade I didn't read all 12 or 13 issues of Young Avengers so I still have to read the second half of the story and what, and what, I, and what I read the first trade I, I loved it I think I sent it to Dave Wagner and I, I forget what he God. thought of it but it was that was especially with the Jim Chung artwork forget oh, about Jim it Jim Chung artist oh, but the this the new Squadron Supreme at least has a Fantastic Four analogy in it, because, you know, it's, it's a new universe, so you gotta have these, you know, just like Planetary had to have the four, you gotta have these uh, the, these characters that are just like characters you know from elsewhere, but it's, um, you're not, you're not missing anything with the new Squadron Supreme, Chris. I mean, Shaken's trying to do some good stuff.
2: And I, d- I dig Chaykin, what what he writes, I think he's been doing some, you know, some solid writing again, but man, just, why make it hard to 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 continuous series that had some had some some good story building
1: yeah. and and it's been four issues and we've seen Blur and Nighthawk, and Arcana and Emil. It's like where where, where the hell's the rest of the team? Yeah, four four yeah. issues and nothing's happened yet.
0: Is it a mature Is,
1: title? It's yeah. I mean, there's some scenes that uh, it's it's probably a rated t-plus book i don't think it's it's you know all ages definitely not all ages i think it's i think it's t-plus
2: they they should have yeah. just wrapped the series up when jms was leaving it yeah. And, yeah and and just you know at least put an ending point on it but yeah whatever it's
0: you know i've i've heard that from almost everyone who has read that stuff that they should have just stopped it when jms Absolutely was done agree that.
3: Yeah. yeah yeah hey david do you think of the uh Mr. Slot taking over Mike.
0: <laughs> what? David just sent me a, a message that said, You're pretty <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Must be late.
3: He's getting punchy. I, I said, What do you think of the news that Dan Slot is taking over Mighty Avengers for from Bendis?
1: I can live with that because he's he's been uh, he's he's doing great work on Spidey and he's he was kicking ass on uh, on Avengers the initiative. I have I have absolutely no problem with slot taking over Avengers. I think I think he'll be he'll be a really good fit and it'll it'll give the title a new a new boost. It's it's just it's a new energy. It's it's you know it's good. Yeah, that. new blood. It's, it's just it's Bendis has been doing it for how long and it and, and you got the whole, Wait,
3: the do whole s- say again. I said he's been doing Mighty since it launched because that was he was already you know he was doing New and then he mm-hmm. launched Mighty so Bendis yeah. has been on it
1: since the start. Right, and and we're we're almost two years into it because it's it's uh, issue eighteen or something's coming out next, mm-hmm. and and it's it's um, depending on who's on the team when everything is said and done. As long as it's the, um, I think Slot is a even though he's writing Spidey for the most part, I think Slot is a better fit for. Characters, if we want to talk about civil war that are that are on the side of the registration act than he would be for the street level underground type characters just that 's just my thinking of it just that that slot has that writing where the characters that are on the side of of, of good for what they really believe in is is he, he's a better fit for that
2: don't, don't you feel like Marvel's kind of slowly abandoning the whole registration thing
1: well you I see so. you see you see how things are. Rebooting with with brand new day and Spidey with Bucky as Cap with uh, with with you know the we don't know what's going on with Hulk we have the Red Hulk but you have Hercules taking over that title and and there's uh, you know you don't know what kind of fallout there's going to be from Secret Invasion so there will be some some new series or some some changes on other titles there there. You know, well, da- right? And and fa- or in some version of Fantastic Four, the uh, there's um well uh, Daredevil, Daredevil's in his own little world because of Brubaker. But I mean, that's yeah. that's been you know, I mean, after Bendis yeah, came on and Baker yeah, baby, with uh, you know after after Bendis left and Baker took over, yeah, Iron Fist, there's just uh, you know, Cap- the X universe, the X universe was rebooted. Everybody's in San Francisco, Cable's doing his thing, uh. X-Force and, and Young X-Men and everybody's out west and, and that's kind of gotten a reboot with Professor X and, and, and the new teams and, and how Cyclops... Well, okay,
0: while you're getting into that, I just have one question based on the newest issue of Cable that came out today. Right. What's up with this X-Force? Uh, do they have a license to kill or something? Yes. yes. Why?
1: Because Scott says it's time to get your hands dirty.
3: new day. It's not Professor X's dream anymore. The dream is dead. It's all about survival now.
1: C- Cyclops says, "You know, there's, there's, there's so few of them that uh, that basically it's, it's a war, and and they have to do what they need to do to survive. It's not, you know, this isn't giant size X Men anymore. That era's gone. This is, that's right. This is if 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 they want to hurt us, we have to show them that we're going to fight back.
3: It's actually kind of cool because Scott is effectively melding Magneto and Professor X's versions of the future into his own reality, which is that." We got to do what we got to do to survive now, you know. But it is about protecting the species, and pretty much every one of them has abandoned the idea that there's ever going to be peaceful coexistence. So,
1: Superman I mean, would never it's agree cool. To
3: that. I think the execution on X Force <laughs> has been.
1: Like <laughs> Gary Frank. What's that? He said Superman I... would never do that as long as it's drawn by Gary Frank.
0: He'd, he'd never agree to that. <laughs> there's yeah. always a better way.
2: And so are, are you are you like an X Force? I I could it, it it has an X in the title, so I I give a shit. But uh, is it good? Um, I I thought the first two issues. I'm not a big fan
3: of the art, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but,
1: but well, uh, yeah, Clay, Clayton Crane was. I mean, it was. I sometimes will have a problem with Frank D'Armada's colors, like on on Captain America, where even mm-hmm. if it's four o'clock in the afternoon, it looks like it's it's nighttime. But Clayton yeah. Crane's colors on his art is just unbelievably dark.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then so I, but I did like. I mean, the first two or three issues I thought were pretty damn sweet, in the sense that they. They were setting up what could be a, have been a really pretty um intense uh group of villains that were coming together for the first time that would have been i couldn't imagine how the uh hundred and so odd mutants that were left could actually fight all these guys but um then it kind of went in a different direction the last few issues and i just uh it's a very disjoint it's 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 written very disjointedly i think um and uh uh, it's, it's, it's meandering. I think a lot of the, you know, frankly, coming out of the Messiah complex, and a lot of people jump back on the X-Books with that, um, I have to say most of the X-Books the last few months have meandered from that. I mean, I, I I think a lot of them got off to interesting directions following it, but the, most of them have not followed through.
1: Um, uh, the uh, X-Men, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's Chuck's books right now. Um, uncanny is pretty much is the flagship title as far as the mutant corner goes x-force the new michael choi drawn arc is it picks up where the crane arc ended but it's um haven't gotten there's there, there still has to um i'm hoping for something more there it's uh you know i think hyl and yost are doing something pretty cool especially you know what was cool with the with the opening arc was the whole um old x-men villains like striker like what i was getting you know, have all those yeah. guys
3: together as part of the um uh what is it the, uh,
1: the anti-mutant coalition or something
3: yeah but i mean they were all taken over by what's the thing that they were taken over by oh know? uh bastion yeah like the bastion right there whatever his i mean that was the cool so, thing i mean basically you had all the, the the biggest mutant killers and haters of all time all coming together as part of the
0: magus group.
1: showed up yeah Magus, right, yeah,
0: that's it. See, there you go, Wood. That's Stryker and Magus and Mm -hmm. and Bastion. That's my claw and and Beowulf in the Wonder Woman. See what I mean? Sure. That's (laughs) why I I geeked, so there we go. But, yeah, it sounds like they're dipping into the Liefeld pool. Well,
2: that's it, a shallow I,
1: fucking I pool. I don't know. Not, <laughs> oh, no, no. not really. Not really. No. And, and, and by the way, yes, last week with the Deadpool talk, nice shout out with the fourth wall in the pouches. Oh, that yeah. That was awesome. It was, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Isn't that right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, wait, who's Rob? That was awesome. You know,
0: while you're talking about Deadpool, why did that book have a parental guidance on it? I didn't see anything that warranted a, a, a parental advisory.
1: The violence? I Do, mean, it's, it's animated violence against aliens. Yeah,
0: it's all it, cartoony. Vibe. There was It was no more violent than Infinite Crisis. Yeah. You know, I, I
1: didn't really see any oh, reason for it. Hey, they stuff. Stuff.
3: I couldn't tell it's, you what, the, what, what any reading on any book ever is. I have no idea.
1: Well, I don't. Yeah. I, it, it, it's apples and oranges, though, because I don't. I mean, All Star, Batman and Robin, the boy wonder, I don't think has any sort of guidance label on it, and there's no way in hell that that's intended for all ages. So that the c it, word in it, uh, Christ. <laughs> but it's uh, it's you know the the it, it looks like going back to my original thought that 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 Marvel is kind of doing their own sort of reboot. You know, everything is kind of not just there's been no giant reset button press, but it looks like right now they're just making it so that it's it's becoming accessible for. You know, someone who wants to try it out, or if you're tired, ty- you know, after Civil War, if you took a break, well, then now, you know, look, Spidey's been rebooted, the unkind, you know, the X Universe is is, is, is it doing better? its own yeah, thing. Yeah, they, they've right.
2: done they've done a soft reboot. On, so on, yeah,
1: so I mean, it's and you know, Captain America, things like that. So it's 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 you know, just like what they'll be doing with Superman, either right now with the jumping on points, or after the whole Krypton thing, if that, you know the status quo with that becomes some point for, for, for new readers to jump yeah. down. But you know, so it's we're getting to that time in, in in our I guess generation or just time for you know it's it's been a few years and, and it's time to make it so that people can follow through for another eight, ten years until it gets reset again. But uh yeah. oh and yeah young- well,
0: it's it's also time to wrap this sucker up. Oh
1: fine. All right yeah no go ahead no I, was, no, I was going to talk your about closing it. arguments. no 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 it was it was uh tying into the whole mutant talk young x men by guggenheim and uh and whatnot, but we can get into that later because going back to a conversation, wouldn't I had what the fourth or fifth episode where we were trying to figure out you know what's up with Cyclops and, yeah and yeah. uh and you know i I was completely wrong and uh and it was um Plays into the series, you know, the sixth issue or fifth or sixth issue, whichever is currently out, and and that, you know, I'm I'm digging Young X Men. It, it uh, and they finally made it out west. So yes, yeah, so the mutants are out west, and actually the uh, the thing with X Force, the big deal is uh, and and to hell with the Liefeld argument. This goes back to the uh, to the Simonson talk. Archangels is back. Indeed, he is. No kidding. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that well, happened. I
0: guess I guess they needed more blades in the book. They didn't have enough it's with like Xtreme Three. it not cut. has yeah. gotta be, it's
1: gotta just, be extreme. Uh,
0: well, I think the best X book is Cable by far. And you know why? Because that's the only X book I'm reading. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't. I don't consider Deadpool an X book. So. Yeah, I wouldn't either. He, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I know, yes, he's a mutant, but he's always been um, in his own little, little universe trials. for me. We need
1: a Phantom yeah. X book. Oh, Christ.
0: <laughs> we don't have X-book. enough of them already. <sighs> All right, people. Thank you for joining us on this uh, 24th episode of this little gig we call 11 O'Clock Comics, and we will see you same time next week. Right that here?
4: <Yeah>. Well, oh, for the course, then.
0: It's late. Yeah, it's late.
1: Go read Gary Frank books. Yes. He's drawn, action. He, he's, he's not. He's, he's, drawing, he's drawn that action he's thing. Drawing incredible Hulk. He's drawn Incredible Hulk <sighs> with Peter David writing it. Uh, read
0: read Spawn. Just don't question me. Just take my word Tom for it. Read Spawn. And Witchblade, and yes. And Nah, you're just being facetious now. <laughs> just play, That's play
2: Lego Batman. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> we will see you next week, people. Bye-bye. Be, be, be excellent to each other. There you
2: go. Be good. be
7: good. Be good. I salute to you, Commander, and I sneeze. Cause I have now an allergy to your policies, it seems. Where? Have we gone wrong, America? Mr. Lincoln, we can't seem to find you anywhere Out of the millions, from the deserts to the mountains Over prairies to the shores Is this just The madness of King George, your George Is this just the madness of King George, your George Well, you have the whole nation on